Coming to you from 8122 Production Studios in the heart of the 607, this is Horror Zone 607. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And remember, you can always join the conversation using hashtag HZ607. you the week's biggest horror movie news and i am your host mike c coming to you live and in color this week from my bunker on the international space station that's right i have popped up digging through my tunnels i've somehow managed wait a minute so you smuggled yourself aboard the spacex rocket to get to the i don't even know i popped up popped up from underground and there i was there I was. I was on the space station. I feel like you've just. I feel like you've just admitted that you have committed a massive crime, hijacking your way onto the SpaceX shuttle. <laughs> <laughs> but now we've gone. We've gone. We've gone interstellar, if you will. <laughs> we have gone interstellar. That's that's where the show is being done from this week, at least on my end. At least on my end. Uh-huh. But we got we've got a guy manning the studio, and you just heard him. You just heard him. he's by himself this week. There's no professor in the studio, but let me tell you a little something about this guy. Let me tell you something about this guy. He once dated Regina George, Gretchen Wieners, and Katie Heron at the same time. He is our resident mean girl. He's rich. That's right. I was I was a god amongst boys back when I was in high school. That's all I need to know. It was a good time. I know you dated Gretchen Wieners because you you knew that she was the heir to the to the uh, Toaster Strudels. Oh uh, yeah, fortune. You got so, uh, to love. And do I there. also love Toaster Strudels. Like that was a that was a good fringe there benefit. Go. Fringe benefit there. So you're saying you got a taste of Gretchen Wieners and you got. I also want to. I also want to make. Uh, I also want to. The uh, Toaster Strudels. Yeah, I also want to make the official announcement, Mike. This is the first time. I mean, we took a week off, but this is the first time the Horror Zone is back at the eight one two two Production Studios at Dragon Master Games. Yeah. We, are fi- we are finally home. We are not coming to you from Studio C. We are coming to you from the actual, the actual real eight one two two production studios, uh, due to uh, being in now. That's good to know. Yes, we, we we were allowed back at Phase Two, and uh, now we are in Phase Three here in the uh, southern tier of New York. So uh, it's nice to be back in the home studio. It's uh, less uh, working out of the vagabond, if you will. Uh, uh, thankfully, we have right. we have the resident. Our usually he's not here this week. We have our resident drifter, the professor. He taught us the drifting ways. Yeah. There is there is yes, a drifting ways. He taught us how to drift, and so we drifted with Studio C, and now we're back. So, and also just a quick shout out because they do provide us with our studio, and they're awesome people. They are finally back open. Uh, they're like many small businesses that need your uh, help. Uh, I mean, they're they're above water. Don't you know? But every small business out there, please support them. We've been championing this the entire time of the pandemic. Uh, we will continue to champion this. If you uh, don't have a, if you have a local game shop, please support that. But if you don't, or if you live in the six hundred seven, come check out the the six hundred 607s premiere Magic the Gathering. Uh, uh, on top of other gaming 
outlet, and that is, of course, Dragon Master Games, 1235 Upper Front Street, Binghamton, New York. For all your Magic the Gathering and gaming needs, if you're not in the 607 or if you just prefer to order things online, you can do that at dragonmastergames.com. Uh, please support them. That's It'd be awesome of you, if you will. You know what I mean? I just want to give them a shout out because they're always so gracious with giving us a studio, and I'm uh, looking forward to them being doing big things. Currently, we can't have tournaments and stuff, which really kind of sucks. Hopefully, that will be opening up in the next month or uh, month or less. So, in some capacity. So, I'm I'm, I'm right. excited for the store once again. I always tell people because I do get asked. I do not own the store. My friend, they're friends of ours who own the store. Uh, and we have a business relationship with them. And also, when we're able to do things in the store, we'll be doing watch-alongs here in the store. We'll probably do some movie nights and stuff to help support the store and everything else. So uh, keep your eyes on that if you're in the 607. You can uh, tune into that. Uh, you Just your eyes, ears, and everything else on HorrorZone607 on Facebook, at HorrorZone607 on Twitter and Instagram, because any event we do for HorrorZone607 will be put on there anyway. So. There you go. Absolutely. There's a little cheap plug for our uh, social medias and, of course, one of our sponsors who gives us our studio, which, once again, thank you. Thank you guys so much, and please support them. Maybe we can host a Mean Girls watch-along. We could, we could possibly do that. I could, see, I, could, I could see Diesel getting into that. <laughs> I mean... I think Maybe we should do a live. Long. We, I, I, I think we, we can't do it live on any other pod. It has to be on Podbean because, as you know, uh, "Love Is Scary" is something that cannot be uh, put on any just regular airways because we'll get kicked off of everything. <laughs> but maybe we should right. do Mean Girls Watch, do a Mean Girls Watch along, and then do a live "Love Is Scary" afterwards to get some uh, advice from Doctor Derek. I think it could be a scary uh, ordeal, but it, <laughs> that's why "Love that Is be, Scary." It'd be a terrifying ordeal. I know, but I know, but it'd be fun. Be the best show ever. It could be. Maybe I'll even live stream it on uh, Patreon. Speaking, there you go. Speaking of live stream, this show is going to come out to the masses on uh, Saturday. I don't know if you guys will hear it on Saturday or Sunday or in the afternoon, but if you do, uh, we will be coming back to the masses, uh, myself and Ken M. from the Ocho Dura Parley Hour. Of course, we do the uh, wrestling show every week on the Three Fat Nerds Network. Uh, we will actually be live streaming during WWE Backlash this Sunday. So if you uh, happen to hear this before then, we will be on twitch.tv slash 607podcast. Uh, you can follow that page anyways. So it's always on there, so go ahead and tweet twitch.tv slash 607 podcast one day uh we'll have to get mike c out there for a nxt takeover or ufc oh, after you can leave the bunker yeah once i leave the space station and uh return back underground and uh you know turn up actually you know in the studio in the actual studio that that would be amazing yeah we've been so, uh, uh we've been live streaming that we've been live streaming now actually we've had we've had three live streams in the course of about a month, because uh, a lot of stuff going down, because we had AEW, AEW Double or Nothing. When I say it too fast, I can't say it. Then we did the live stream for NXT TakeOver In Your House, and now we're doing WWE Backlash. So, uh, And we're going to be bringing you other things soon as well. Like I'm, I'm hoping to bring some Horror Zone content to there, whether it's uh, doing a live stream after a movie night or our reactions while we're watching a movie on a movie night here, or uh, when that Trivial Pursuit comes out, maybe playing that, or some other horror-inspired game. You never know. So there's a lot we're going to try to do over there on Twitch, and also the Ocho Duro Parley Hour, who shares the Twitch with us, because hashtag 607podcast, uh, they are looking to do some other things as well. So that's why it's twitch.tv slash 607podcast. Nice. There you go. There's all my plugs. Got well, yeah, them out of the way early this not, week. Not all of them, but I mean, well, you know, there's a lot of important. Most of them, I, some of them. I mean, I think it was important to thank our sponsors here at Dragon Master Games now that we're back in the 8122 Production Studios. I mean, you know, it's it's, it's nice to be home. <laughs> I know you're still on the Absolutely. space uh, you're the space station this week, 
But, you know, I know you're right. still in quarantine, basically. That's why you're ending up in all these weird locations. So, you know, yeah, once you, I'm, eventually I'm you'll hoping, right, if these cases start to go down with the pandemic and whatnot, you know, I, I'll turn back up. I'll I'll dig up, you know, from underground and find myself uh, on Upper Front Street in Binghamton. And, you know, maybe I'll waltz into the studio. Maybe I'll drift into the studio with the professor. You never know. Um, but uh, it'll be good to be home. It'll be good to be back in the studio. And, uh, you know, before we kick off the news this week, I actually have something I want to ask you. This is important. Sure. And uh, I need to get your thoughts on something this week. Okay. So I- I'm just going to say it's two-, two words. And this is how we really want to start off the show here. Sean Cunningham. Fuck Sean Cunningham. <laughs> I haven't heard you for a couple of weeks. We haven't talked for a couple of weeks. <laughs> I just figured we-, we should probably kick off the show in style. Fuck so, Sean uh, Cunningham. Yeah. As a matter of fact, there's nothing, Cunningham. there's nothing Sean Cunningham could do that make- would make me not say fuck Sean Cunningham. Sean Cunningham could do a remake <laughs> of Freddy's Dead, the greatest movie of all time. And uh, I would oh. still say fuck Sean Cunningham. Hit that one early Look at that. Too, I got, I'm we? getting all my material out of the way early because we have a big jam-packed. Since we missed a week, <laughs> we have a jam-packed news episode. And uh, so I, let me get all the material out of the way so I don't have to weasel it in anywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there isn't really a whole lot of, uh, with all the news that I do have for you for this week, uh, there wouldn't have been. I mean, I'm sure you would have gotten it in there. But, I would have weaseled uh, it in somewhere. Yeah. But, but you know what? Let's get it out in Front Street. Let's just jump in because uh, I think it's news time, Mike. We got a lot. Yeah, we definitely do. So there wasn't a whole lot last week, but there was this week. So I've actually got two weeks worth of news. Uh, so the very first thing that uh, is probably the biggest piece of news that I've got for you this week is Bruce Campbell uh, recently spoke to Empire this week and announced that the hand-picked director for the new Evil Dead movie is Lee Cronin. Now, I am not uh, familiar with his work, but, uh, but Lee Cronin is uh, the hand-picked director that will be uh, helming the next uh, Evil Dead movie. Uh, He did say that the movie is also going to be called Evil Dead Now. So that's going to be the official title for this movie, Evil Dead Now. So um, uh, Sam Raimi apparently handpicked Lee because he liked the movie that he did uh, that's called The Hole in the Ground. Um, So... Yeah, I mean, what do you think of that? Yeah, well, uh, uh, real quick, Lee Cronin is a Irish director. He's from Ireland. Uh, he's write, written and produced quite a few things. Of course, The Hole in the Ground is uh, something he's bo- best known for. I have not seen it. I'm going to be honest with you. He directed that in 2019. Back in 2013, he directed a movie called Ghost Train. Uh, he also has... I'm looking up his entire filmography, just so you guys know. Uh, he has also directed... Come on. He's also directed a movie in 2016 called Minutes Past Midnight. Uh, also he did the T he did two episodes of the TV series, the master plan, a short called Billy and Chuck and a short in 2010 called through the night. So he's done some oh. horror stuff. Oh, he also did uh, an episode of 50 States of Fright, by the way. Oh, okay. Direction okay. wise. Uh, so, and then he's right. written and produced other things as well. Uh, like I said, he's, uh, he's an up and comer. I've not seen any of his work, so I apologize. Uh, so it's not here. And I wish the professor was here, but I think during our chat, the professor said he has not seen any of it either, which is uh, kind of weird because usually he sees some of right. the more obscure stuff. Uh, so I'll definitely have to be checking into it. Uh, but I think you, I- I'm going to give you credit for this because you, you brought it to mind. And I think uh, I told you when you first told me in our discussion, because uh, we have a chat that we we chat about things on, on uh, mess- uh, Facebook Messenger. I told you that, uh, you know, I was judging slowly because I was like, you know, 
I can't judge on this guy because I don't know. There's nothing out there that he's done bad for me to go, oh, this guy's the shits. And, you know, yes, he's a young director. And you even pointed out, you know, at one one time there's a young director named Fetty Alvarez who they let do a Evil Dead quote-unquote remake. Uh, And that turned out pretty well. So maybe some new blood is is what you need in the direction to go into. So uh, I think it's interesting, though, that the name of the movie is Evil Dead Now. Uh, it's it's a very to me it's a weird right. it's a weird name if you will. Yeah, I don't know that I'm li- that I like the name. Um, Bruce Campbell kind of added a few things. I'm just going to kind of read the comments that he that he had on here and kind of get your take on this too. Um, so this is his quote: uh, "We're going to get that sucker out as soon as practical. From this point forward, and this is in bold bold lettering here. From this point forward, they kind of have to stand on their own, which is fine and liberating." Campbell then added, uh, you could have different heroes, different heroines in this case. Um, This one's going to be a little bit more dynamic. We just want to keep the series current. And the mantra really is that our heroes and heroines are just regular people. And that's what we're going to continue. End quote. So I'm believing that Bruce Campbell is a producer on this movie, correct? I believe so. I think that that's where he's fitting into all of this. Because obviously he's not reprising his role. He said that before. Uh, so yeah. basically what they're he's doing not backing down from that. Right, right. So basically what he's he's setting I, I feel like what he's saying and I feel like that's all what he's saying too. What he is now saying is that these are all movies that are in the universe. Ash Williams is a real person in this universe, but we're now going to get different heroes at different you know, different times. And they can play with the timeline. You could you know, go back in time if you wanted. You can do it now. So a hence evil dead now, I'm assuming as he pointed out, it's going to take place in this day and age. Uh, but Ash Williams right. is a person who has existed in the world. Maybe he's gone. Maybe he's dead. I don't know. We'll find out when the movie hits. But, the, you know, so there is a, kind of a guide on how you take care of deadites. And I do like the fact that they're saying that it's going to be like his character. Because Ash Williams was the everyman. He wasn't anything extraordinary. He wasn't, uh, you know, a superhero. He wasn't the hero. You know, he wasn't the hero that you, you know, he's not the Batman kind of guy, if you will. You know what I mean? He was somebody who was just. <laughs> he's he, kind of a schlub. Right. He was just somebody who was thrust into this and then for survival reasons kind of, you know, dominated and went to where he needed to be. And even in all, even in Army of Darkness, sorry, he really, you know, wasn't the hero that they needed. He, you know, he, he wasn't the hero that they deserved. He, they, he was the hero they needed, I should say, because uh, he, he's, you know, he's not exactly the guy, you know. So I like the fact that they're going to stick with that because I think that's cool to have the everyday man be the hero. Uh, or woman in this case, because he did mention hero or hero or heroness. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I'm a fan of it. I think in that statement, though, he did let you know that a he's involved in this project, and like I said, I do believe producer. Uh, B he is definitely behind this project, and C he's not going to be in this in front of the camera. Right. So, yeah. I mean, the only the, thing I'm a little bit concerned about is that it's going to end up kind of getting to be almost like an anthology type thing. And, but you know, if they do that and it's all going to be with dead ice and this and that, it's going to be, it's going to get a little old if this is, you know, because it's going to just basically be, they're just going to keep remaking it and remaking it and remaking it. I still am of the belief that they should have made a direct sequel to, to the remake because it was so good. Oh, I agree. So good. You know, there's definitely more story that could have been told there. Um, you know, maybe this will turn out that, you know, even though he's saying that, um, you know, that each film's going to stand on their own. Who's to say, you know, maybe they are in the same world. Maybe they are, maybe this will be some sort of a sequel. Maybe there will be Easter eggs to that movie. Well, you know, I you feel, don't know. Um, I feel like you can stand on your own, but be in the same world. 
You know what I mean? Because like it just it's like you it takes place in a different place. I mean, right. and we've seen this in rare, in different things that are either good or bad. Obviously, a good example of which was Split. Split took place in the same place as the uh, Unbroken Universe. You didn't know that until right. the end, but still, like, so things were real. Just like uh, The Grudge is another one that comes to mind that was horror, though. Uh, technically, all The Grudge movies right. have now lived in the same universe. They have been about different people. They've been about different areas, but they've lived in the same universe. Does that make sense? Right. Uh, so I feel yeah, like that's what they're going to go that, like, with here. Right. And I think that my brain automatically, and probably a lot of people's brains automatically go to, okay, here's a story. It's going to be a bunch of uh, 20-somethings that are going to end up at a cabin in the middle of the woods, and the deadites are going to get unleashed. And, you know, who's to say, just because three of the four movies – have taken place at that cabin who's to say that it's it's not going to be like like uh, army of darkness where it might be it might even take place now but it might not have anything to do with a cabin right you know the show ash versus evil dead i mean they went to the cabin a couple of times but most of that just took place in any town usa right that's that's what i'm that's what i'm thinking that he already means is is, this isn't probably going to take place in a cabin at all this is going to take place you know one might take place in a high rise one might take place in a big city one might take place you know in the past and it will be an anthology but i think they'll all be connected because of of at the end of the day because of the deadites and everything so i think ash will be uh something that lived during that time there was you know but he's not going to be on the show or the movie in this case uh also i think it was kind of funny because in the same week uh a friend of mine uh mike ivory who is part of the uh uh the Mortal Kombat compendium, which we did a big thing for them. Uh, check those guys out online as well. Uh, he, uh, he tagged me in something, uh, cause he knows I'm a fan of horror. And, uh, it was, uh, an article, which these articles have been around for a while, but it, it was a newer article saying about how Jason was technically a deadite. And I was like, well, technically if you go by Jason goes to hell, he is the Necronomicon isn't Jason goes to hell. And so by that right. logic, he is. I was like, also by that logic, Freddy is in that universe as well, because as we know, the glove is in the background. <laughs> the glove that somehow was taken from Nightmare on Elm Street ended up in the shed. So I'm like, if you if you really go into it, both of them are technically deadites. I mean, so, and we did have Ash versus Jason versus, or well, actually it was Freddy versus Jason versus Ash, but in the comic book world, and that was supposed to hit the screen at some time, but it never never did. Right. I, I, I just thought it was kind of funny that he put that out there, and it was also the same week which he didn't know anything about is the same week where we got the announcement that there's going to be a new movie with a new director right right i'm gonna leave i'm gonna leave i'm gonna leave a lot of room for this one believe it or not i don't want to judge too quickly and uh, like i said i told you that originally and then it further drove it home as soon as you were like well technically speaking fetty alvarez wasn't known either when he did the remake and look how good that turned out so so i'm I'm gonna leave it like this guy like he's gotten a lot of critical acclaim from a lot of people in the horror community for for some of the movies he's done and shorts he's done i'm definitely gonna try to check these out before this movie comes out uh, maybe we'll we'll review them right here on uh, Horizon Six Hundred Seven because that's what we do. Uh, but so far, I got I'm going to be honest. I've never seen them, and uh, hopefully, hopefully they're good. And hopefully, he does a good job here. That's all I'm going to say. And I'm going to keep I'm going to stay positive. It's not one of those. And I know a lot of people out there go, "Oh, Rich, sometimes you go with a negative on certain people," but that's because certain directors have proven themselves to just not be great. You know, so when you hear that they're attached to something, like Sean Cunningham, like fuck Sean Cunningham. But I mean, like, (laughs) like if you think about it, there's no, you don't just say Sean Cunningham. You just have fuck Sean Cunningham is his real name now. But if you, if you, (laughs) but if you look at, 
I'm just saying, if you look at like some of the movies we talked about that they're rebooting or remaking, and you see the director attached to it, and you're like, wow, this guy really tanked another movie. You know, it tends it kind of sways you a little bit. Whereas this guy, there's not been any of that. He's still generally a young director in his career, if you will. Right. Well, time will tell. Yep. Time will tell. We're certainly going to find out. So it's it is happening. So, um, you know, we're going to find out if he's uh, if he's another another Fetty Alvarez or if he's going to be another Sean Cunningham. Mm-hmm. So, uh, well, no, nobody's quite Sean Cunningham. He, he's Sean Cunningham for another reason. Oh yeah. yeah. So. Um, but uh, we're going to kind of stick with some Evil Dead news here moving on uh, because the original Evil Dead is returning to drive-in movie theaters as of as of uh, Saturday, June 13th, which happens to be today. Today uh, is June 13th for us when we're recording this. So by the time you hear this, this is already going to be hitting the, the drive-in uh, uh, circuit here. And uh, just to kind of one-up things a little bit, on uh, Friday, July 10th and Saturday, July 11th, at the Midway Drive-In Theater in Dixon, Illinois, part of this uh, part of the Drive-In Social Distancing Tour, Bruce Campbell is actually going to be there, and he's going to be introducing the movies and kind of talking about them a little bit. So, uh, so Evil Dead going back to, to, to Drive-In movie theaters, which I think would be a great place to see it. What what is old is new again, and yes, it would be amazing to see it. I've uh, thankfully we live in an area where not too far from us we have a few different drive-ins. I don't know if they're going to be playing right. this, unfortunately, uh, or not. But we we I've I so saw I have seen a few movies in drive-ins recently. Even last summer, I saw uh, the Despicable Me three and Spider Man. Uh, uh, was it Far From Home? I saw them both in the drive-in up in uh, up towards Geneva, New York, up in Seneca Falls. Uh, and I've, I've gone to Unadilla. As a matter of fact, Unadilla, I saw the uh, Dark Knight Rises uh, when it came out in the Unadilla drive That's on Ghost, the new Ghostbusters there. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I love drive-ins. I love the fact that it's new. Here in Binghamton, we're even, uh, we have a makeshift drive-in that they've just started because of everything going on. So I don't know if this is going to be showing anywhere near us, which, it's, which if it is, I would definitely be interested in going because this would be really cool to see at a drive-in. But I, I like the fact that, that uh, due to the pandemic, uh, we're finding new interesting ways to get our uh, our fix in if you will and of course right now the newest things coming out are until the end of July or August beginning of August uh, for the movies that were pushed back so there's a good uh, month and a half of of playing older stuff on the drive-ins and, and bringing people in because people want to get out and do some things so it's a good safe way right. to stay in your car and you can uh, watch some good movies and like I said if, if Evil Dead's coming near us I'm going to have to check the, the drive-ins nearby I, I'm definitely going to go see it yeah, I would too. I definitely would too. That'll be a lot of fun. I just, I don't know. I, I can't think of a uh, much more fun movie than that to go see. Maybe Halloween, you know, if it was, if it was to do that. But uh, those those two, I think, would be a ton of fun to see at a drive-in. So, As we all know, you would go. Cross. Hopefully it'll come to our area. You, you would go to see Halloween 2018 in the drive-in. Since you've already seen that yeah, movie a hundred times. Yeah, that's what I refer to when I say Halloween. Yeah, because yeah, you've, you've gone to see it a hundred times. Yeah, I really would actually. Uh, it just you know it's the greatest cinematic experience that I've ever had. You know, I really enjoyed that movie, and uh, <laughs> I gave it just glowing reviews, as you all know. Yeah, so, well, the 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 bad uh, part is the guys who did like that movie have seen it less than you have. <laughs> right, right. Because I keep trying and trying and trying to find something. I, I saw that it was on. I think last night, and I just kept going by it. I couldn't do it again. You know what the you know I, what the, defi- come to the conclusion. There's nothing redeeming. Mike, you know what the definition of insanity is, right? <laughs> doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different outcome. And expecting a different result. 
Yeah. yeah. So there you go, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying, saying I'm not saying, but I'm saying. Yo, you're saying. <laughs> and I'm glad you brought up Halloween 2018 uh, because, as you know, supposedly this October, still scheduled for this October, is Halloween Kills. Uh, hopefully it doesn't get pushed back. Hopefully it'll be safe for everybody to go see this when it comes out as well. But uh, there's a rumor that during a test screening back in January for Halloween Kills, that there were a few characters that made surprise returns uh, that had not been announced. And one of those rumors to come out of this is that Dr. Loomis is actually appearing in a flashback scene in the new movie. Um, so supposedly the art director on the first movie was the, was the guy that recorded his voiceover. Because uh, as you know, kind of early on in the film, you hear a voiceover of Dr. Loomis, and it sounded pretty similar. He, he did a really good job. Well, not only does this guy sound exactly like him, but apparently he's a spitting image for Donald Pleasance. Um, David Gordon Green said he looks exactly like him. So we may actually be seeing Dr. Loomis returning in, in, in the new movie. Uh, well, there was rumor for a while. I, I don't know because I didn't see it in the bonus uh, deleted scenes. But there was a rumor for a while that they had actually the part where he is doing the talking that they had shot something with him in a flashback. Uh, if you remember, right. remember the scene where they they're, they're playing like they're going in between. And you just hear the audio that was recorded by the guy. There was a rumor that they had shot something, and David Gordon Green had even said that they possibly had. Uh, he wasn't going to confirm or deny because he didn't. It wasn't going to see the light of day. Uh, basically, they decided right. against it. So even on the, the deleted scenes, he was like, basically because we decided against it, I'm not going to confirm or deny, which means they did, and it wasn't going to see the light of day. Uh, which, uh, so, I mean, maybe they've had a change of mind or maybe they've reached out to the Pleasant's family and, uh, they've said, Oh, that'd be wonderful. And they're going to go on with it and do it in this movie and do something different. I don't think they'll use the same footage. I, I believe they would, they've shot something new. Uh, but the, like, right. so I'm not surprised because like I said, that was originally planned in that they were going to do that flashback. So the, if, if you guys are wondering what scene I'm talking about, there's the scene where they're, uh, the podcasters are, it's in the beginning of the movie where the podcasters are going over things and they have all the pictures and news articles kind of doing the, almost doing the, uh, mid, uh, credit rolls, if you will. And you hear Dr. Loomis talk about Michael and he's giving this overall of what happened. And that right. originally they were going to do a flashback scene with him. I do believe that the flashback scene was allegedly him in the courtroom because it was supposed to be with him trying to make sure Michael stayed locked up forever. Right. Which, of course, that was the yeah. plan, Stan. But then, eh. <laughs> Right. And John Carpenter had a lot to do with that. You know, the, the Dr. Loomis not being in the movie. Yes, yes. Uh, originally, you know, it's it's a well-known fact at this point that they were going to actually reshoot the ending of the original movie and Loomis was actually going to get killed. Um, they were going to show Michael getting arrested after he fell out of the window and, and Loomis was going to end up dead. And Carpenter told David Gordon Green, you know, this, this, this movie's got devoted fans like nothing else. They're going to hate it if you do that. And luckily he listened. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that never ended up happening. But, uh, you know, it's pretty clear that he wants to get Loomis in the movie and, you know, we, we already know that there's a scene that takes place in 1978 because uh, Lonnie, uh, you know, as you know, we're, we're going to see a flashback scene where Lonnie's getting chased by uh, by uh, Michael down the street. Yes. So we know that that's going to happen. So I think it makes sense that he would be in the movie since, you know, Loomis was walking around those same streets haunting him. So, you know, it makes sense. I, I think that that's where it's going to probably be. Maybe there'll be a couple different uh, 
scenes with him in it. Who knows? What? But uh, I think that it's pretty obvious that that's where it's going to be. I, I The only thing that disappoints me about, uh, and I understand why Carpenter said no and everything. The only thing that disappoints me about that is it would have been a cool new ending. Or well, it would have been the beginning of the movie, but it would have been a cool new ending for the original. I think tying it into the original there, I mean, it would have been harder to do. I get it. So I understand. And maybe some people thought it was distasteful. I really don't think it's distasteful because obviously Donald Pleasance can't make a return. I mean, he's you know, long gone, unfortunately. I think it's more distasteful right. the fact that the last movie in the series that he's attached to is Curse of Michael Myers. I mean, let's be honest. That movie was a shitstorm. Oh, I know. So, I mean, I, I mean, I think that it would have maybe been a better send-off. I'm just saying this out of, you know, pocket or whatever. I mean, you can agree or disagree, but I, I think it might have been a better send-off if they did open the 2018 movie with that scene from the last night of him being arrested, in, in, uh, but before he gets arrested, Dr. Loomis is murdered. Uh, because then it would have given right. you a finality to what happened to Loomis instead of them trying to explain it after. You know what I mean? Although, I will say this, it is a cool thing if we're going to get this flashback scene. I don't know if I would put it in 1978. Maybe you have him in 1978, too, since we did the Lonnie thing. You know what I mean? But I think they should have right. another, because it looks like they're going to do some many flashbacks in this movie, from what I understand, which is good with me. I'm fine with that. It's going to fill in the blanks somewhere. And this is the middle movie, so it should fill in the blanks of what's happened over the last 40 years, including to, up till today, to take us into that crescendo. I think that's perfectly fine. I love the setup for that. But I think you might, might want to do one maybe in the 19. 1980s or late 90s with uh, with uh, Dr. Loomis' character before he passes away, it quote unquote passes away, and uh, where he is like begging them to keep him in prison or something. You know what I mean? Like some some something similar right. to that. Because I feel like that would be a good. End. They need an ending to the character. Like we never gotten the closure on that character, and he is the one of the most beloved characters. So I don't think you ignore him. I think you have to give real closure. And the only close thing we got to closure was him crying at the end of Curse, which is a horrible fucking movie. And I don't want that to be the last thing we hear, like him wailing in the background, no, and then it goes in memory of Donald Pleasance. I, I think that's horrible because that movie was so bad. Right, right. Yeah, it is It is sad. I mean, I personally, I don't know. I, I kind of like what they did in Halloween H2O with it, where you know the nurse came back was also going to be in this movie. Uh, obviously, you know, spoiler alert, you know, she was she was killed off in the opening scene of Halloween H2O, but you find out that he had been living with her and she was taking care of him in, in you know, the latter years of his life. So, you know, you kind of got a little bit of a, a send off for him there. So right. That speak. was cool. But he wasn't in it. But we've erased but, it. You know exactly. what I mean? That's the problem is they've erased and, it. But and I think that's I, why to me, that was the better version of the, the sequel. You know, you got Halloween H2O and Halloween 2018, which are essentially the exact same movie just completely different movies, different plots. They went different ways, but they're basically the same thing. Yeah, but unfortunately, I, Resurrection... In my opinion, H2O was the better movie. H2O was a good movie. However, Resurrection kind of ruined it. Oh, yeah. Does it, you know what I mean? Resurrection ruined it, and... You know, people complain that it didn't take place in Haddonfield, and it, it had oh, all these I don't different care. maps. I don't care about all that. The heck with that. It was no, a better it was story. A, it was a really good movie. It was a great story. I liked how it went down. Uh, believe it or not, I'm, I'm a big fan of, of H2O. However, the problem with it left, I think, is why people don't praise it as much is what Resurrection did. The negativity of uh, the, the horrible things in Resurrection kind of negated because we have this, you know, you have this finality in H2O of Michael getting his head cut off. But then we have it explained right. away by the dumbest explanation of all time. Just so they could make another right. movie. If they would have never made Resurrection, H two O would have been amazing because that would have been the finality to the story. I think that would have been great. Right. Uh, you know, if you wanted to do something else, then just remake it like everything fucking else. You know what I mean? I, I I'm sorry to say it, but it's true, right? Like I think that movie was right. really good. However, 
uh, they kind of ruined it there. But here we're in that situation again. If Halloween Kills is not a good movie, they've kind of ruined the setup again. And I understand that you're not a fan of Halloween 2018, but for those of us who think it's a decent companion film to the original, you know, it it would ruin what they've set up if they fuck it up. And that's why I think there should right. be nods. And I love the fact that they're going to be relying on some flashbacks to fill in the 40 years that we don't know about. You know, and the fact that they're rewriting right. some history from 1978 is great because there's a lot of unanswers. With cutting out Halloween 2, there is a lot of things that need to be answered. And if you're going to have Loomis still be alive, I do think that you need to have some kind of closure to the character just because he means so much. Agreed. Agreed. You know, and, you know, I, again, I've got hopes for this movie just from everything with the cast and everything, you know, the, the little things that we have heard about it, you know, to me, the, the, and I've said this on the show before and we've talked privately about it. You know, my biggest thing with this movie is the one thing that's going to be lacking, the one mistake that they're making with this. And, and supposedly there's no, there's no secret thing that happened here they should have filmed it in Pasadena in Hollywood. They, they should have gone back to the original locations. You should have been, you know, there should have been a scene where Tommy Doyle and Lindsay Wallace are out on their old streets. They happen to run into each other, looking at their old houses, you know, and kind of reminisce about what happened there. Maybe Lori happens to come across them there. Maybe somebody else does, but I think that there should have been something that was filmed there. Maybe you see the Myers house restored in its new location. Maybe not. I, you know, I, I, I don't agree, know but I also disagree. I agree because it's, it's part of the history, but I also feel like the North Carolina setting, even though it's Illinois, quote unquote Illinois, it looks more like a rural uh, Illinois area. You know what I mean? It, it looks, it looks and feels more of what you're looking for. Uh, I, I don't I, I there's there's part of me that likes the fact that overall like seeing Haddonfield is like a small community which it was supposed to be because you're you're filming on a large thing in in a country area because you got to remember this isn't you know it's a city that's you know it's kind of like where we live we live in Binghamton Binghamton's a city but all around us is 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 country you know what I mean so that's kind of what Haddonfield right. was and how it's explained and it's where it's positioned in Illinois as far as the story goes. So I like seeing that that's, you know, just outside of town where Lori lives is all, you know, woods and stuff. Cause that's what you would envision. Unfortunately, you don't get that in Pasadena. Now there is a happy medium. I'm with you on that. If they want to shoot something in front of the old houses, but shoot the rest of the movie, you know, where they shot it, that would be cool to sneak that. Oh, yeah. in. That, that part I would and have no I'm problem saying. with. That's what I'm saying. They're, they should have filmed in, in multiple locations because that happens in movies. It happens a lot. And, you know, it, look at John Hughes, John Hughes films, all, you know, how many of his films were filmed in and around uh, different suburbs of Chicago, but he would also film things in Los Angeles. I was like going to say he was day off. All of, all of the school things were at the same school in, in, in LA right. County. Yeah. But I mean, you're right. They right. also did, they did film on location in Chicago or Illinois. Movie magic. Yeah. But yeah, I, I agree. You know, well, that's so, what I'm saying. I agree with you. It'd be cool to see those houses, but at the same time, I like the feel of the new area too. Uh, where they're shooting now because it feels like the community it should be in. It's hard to recreate that in Pasadena, you know, like like right. the overall look because it does look a lot different. Now, mind you, if it's just that street, it's iconic and that's perfect. But if it's overall area, I do believe the new setting in North Carolina is, is great. Yeah. That's my personal me, opinion. What I, see, what I see is Lori 
maybe reminiscing walking through you know not just not just where the where the Wallace house and the and the Doyle house was but walking along where she did where she was coming home from school or walking to school at the beginning of the original Halloween you know maybe she's just walking through and she's reminiscing you see all of the same intersections all the same streets that she crossed she comes across the Myers house which looks different it's been renovated and but you know it is what out. it is now maybe show, maybe show the real place just something like that and then move on you know do the rest of it out of, out of Wilmington North or, Carolina I'd have or, been fine with that. Or you have to also realize this, and I think this is a big thing that people are looking. You're talking 40 years later. I mean, technically, the school could be gone. Like, you could have a brand-new school in 40 years. That, that happens all over the place. I mean, it's happened locally. Right. Uh, also, the houses, the quick explanation for the houses, and honestly, would be that they would probably have been torn down. Most communities, when shit like that happens, tear down the houses, believe it or not. True. So I don't know, like, like that community, if you, you know, had two houses where teenagers were killed, <laughs> you know, you're going to be like, uh, let's, let's just get rid of these houses. And, and considering that the characters are going to be back in this movie, maybe they will explain that. But if it's just this complete you know, disregard for what happened in the history of the movie and what happened, you know, 40 years before that's where it's going to bother me. And that's one of the things that really bugged me with the first one. You know, there were many things that I don't like about it, but that was one of the things that was promised to us that we did not get. And, you know, I just, I don't know. I, I hope that there's something about that, but to me, that would have been a really, really, really cool moment. If you saw exactly what I was just talking about, you know, Lori walks down those streets, she comes across them looks you know she happens to go by to look at those houses and sees them standing outside and you know they all kind of talk and reminisce i don't know to me that would have been well, a better story and it's not going to happen well i don't Back to the matter i'm not going to get what i want I, well come on jeez oh, oh man oh mike he got, he's got to always get what he wants he's gonna be unhappy <laughs> i just gotta pick <laughs> i'm just saying that's what i want to see and well, i'm not gonna get what i want here's the thing it, but so. you never know here's here's what i'm gonna tell you you never know what's gonna happen uh especially in this world that we're living in now uh we'll find out soon enough because october's not that far away we're closer to october than we were before so in october we will all find out together trust me i am waiting on beta breath and you will definitely hear about it on the show but i'm gonna save my you know overall what they are and aren't gonna do for then because until then it's just talking out of our ass for the most part <laughs> so uh right. hopefully they do that if they don't i i'm sure there's going to be some explanation because it looks like they're diving into the history which is always a good thing and we know that they are because they've done flashbacks but with that being said uh look at those a couple big news articles we got more news to come but we're going to take a quick break when we come back we got even more opinions on the latest horror movie news over the past couple weeks we'll be right back on horror zone 607 Hey, this is Dustin Perry from Ghost Hunters and Ghost Hunters International, and you listen to Horror Zone 607. And welcome back to the zone. Uh, so as you heard Rich say before the break, we got a lot more news to cover this week. So we're going to kick off the second segment of our show the way we did the first segment, where we're going to talk about Sean Cunningham and how much Rich loves him. So, Fuck Sean Cunningham. You know, we're, we're right back full circle. Fuck Sean Cunningham. <laughs> there it is. So there we are. Both both news segments uh, start off with Sean Cunningham and how Rich feels about him. So, But we actually do have a lot more news. And uh, to, to kick off uh, the second segment uh, of news, one of my 
personal favorite haunted house movies that's ever been made um, was from, uh, I believe, 1980, if I'm not mistaken, uh, would be the George C. Scott starring The Changeling. And, um, you know, it's a very, very spooky movie, great atmosphere, a little boring at times, but uh, overall one of the better haunted house movies that's ever been made. And uh, there's been talk for years now of them remaking it, and it is official. The Changeling is being remade and will be directed by uh, Anders Engstrom. Hmm, interesting. Uh, by the way, The Changeling, you were right. Uh, 1980 for The Changeling. Just so yeah, you... I thought it was 1980. Yes, so. 1980. Just so you My favorite era of horror movies. So, um, yeah, you know, it's, it's a movie I've been wanting to watch that again for a while. I might actually put that on tonight. Uh, considering it's the weekend right now. So uh, so I, I may actually end up watching that tonight again because it's been uh, several years since I've seen it. But very, very uh, atmospheric movie, very, very creepy movie. Um, I don't know, you know, every time you hear a remake, you kind of kind of get the, eh, I don't know about that. But, um, you know, I guess we'll see, you know, just like everything else, you know, just like with uh, the New Evil Dead sequel or whatever you want to call it that's coming out, you know, time will tell if it's going to be any good. You know, so I, I'm sure that they're going to... Uh, make it a lot more modern and uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know if time will tell, but um, don't know if I'm a big fan of this. Uh, I don't know. Like once again, it's, it's going to be one of those things where you're like, uh, are you damned? If you do, you're damned. If you don't Uh, uh, just looking up real quick, I was trying to get up uh, Anders Engstrom's IMDB, you know, because I'm a big fan of seeing what people do because I'm not technically, I'm not really familiar with uh, his work. So, uh, uh, he's directed 23 movies. Yeah, I've though. heard the name. He's directed 23 movies. Right, I've or heard 23, not even movies, sorry, 23 stuff. Because he's done uh, some TV, because he did C, two episodes of C, uh, which is on Apple TV. He's done two episodes of Hannah, which is on Amazon, is an Amazon original. He's done three episodes of The Tunnel. He's done four episodes of Taboo. Uh, he's done eight episodes of Thicker Than Water, which, uh, once again, I'm not into any of these things. Uh, I cannot pronounce some of the stuff he's done because obviously he's a foreign, foreign uh, filmmaker. Uh, so if I butchered, I'm sorry. Right, I it, the name, Finland, the name mistaken. of this, yes, the name of this TV series he did six episodes for is called George Scott. George Scott. I could be wrong on that. And then Helsing Hara. Uh, he's done movies too. Vars, the Path of the Righteous Men, uh, The Kiss of Evil, and uh, there's he's a lot of a lot of TV though. He's done a documentary too, by the way. Hmm. Mm-hmm. A mini series. He did a TV mini series called Insider. So I mean, he's got a lot of things to his credit, and he just worked for Amazon and stuff. Um, once again, it's it's one of those cases where I don't, I'm not familiar enough with his work to like really judge him. But at the same point mm-hmm. in juncture, The Changeling is a great fucking movie, and I don't know if it really needed a remake. But let's be honest, in this current climate, everything gets a remake. It's like the Oprah Winfrey show. Right. You get a remake, and you get a remake, and you get a reboot, because you're not good enough for a remake, <laughs> but you're remake good enough for a reboot. <laughs> maybe they'll remake the Oprah Winfrey show at this point. They maybe, could. They maybe, could. Maybe Andrew Zangstrom will direct it. You never know. You never know. I, I feel like Oprah would direct it herself. Have yeah. you? Or you know what you could do? I, are you familiar with there's an indie professional wrestler called Super Oprah? Uh, if you're not familiar, look it up. I think Oprah Winfrey should do the Oprah Winfrey show, and Super Oprah should be the new host. So look, uh, everybody at wow. home, look up Super Oprah, and uh, trust me, Super you'll, you'll, it is it is very entertaining, and actually <laughs> a, a, a very good wrestler too. I'm very entertained by that wrestler, but Super Oprah, uh, that should be the host wow. of the new Oprah show, directed by Oprah Winfrey herself. 
There you go. Directed by Oprah Winfrey, starring Super Oprah. That's right. She wow. comes out and dressed, uh, you know, and you got to dress her in the old eighty style, just like Oprah. Oh, of course. Like not 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 Big not nineties. I mean, I'm talking the beginnings of the Oprah Winfrey show with the hairstyle and the dresses right. that Oprah used to wear. I'm in. I'd be in for that. I'm in. And then I you got to go. As time that. goes on, you have her evolve into the different stages of Oprah from Oprah's real career. I, hell, right. I would even say bring back the same guests in the same order. I mean, the ones that are still alive. We could find a new Dr. Phil. Ooh. Super Dr. Phil? Super Dr. Phil. Ooh, or, or we could just it replace could Ah, we could just replace Dr. Phil with Dr. Derek from Love is Scary. See what I did there? <laughs> he probably would he would probably get kicked off a of TV within 10 seconds of going live. Yeah, something tells me it wouldn't last long. No, but no. Uh, there'd probably be some lawsuits. Uh, he yes. would need your friend, the lawyer. Oh yes, Fred the lawyer. Fred the lawyer. He is. He's returned <laughs> to us. He did go with uh, Farrah and Farrah of uh, of AEW fame. Now he's back. Ah, he has a pixie. He, he has a he has a pixie stick problem. We admit this though. <laughs> We're working through it. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It's another one of those situations that there's too many reboots and remakes going on. Some of them end up good. Uh, I, I I learned my lesson. Here's what I'm going to say. I learned my lesson after Child's Play. Because the remake yeah. of Child's Play, I crapped on it so long, and then we went and saw it, and I actually enjoyed it, and it was one of the more entertaining horror films I've seen in a long time. Uh, it was in right. the top, we, we talked about it was in the top five for last year. Actually, I think I had it in my top right. three from last year. Of course, Ready or Not was, is, was Ready or Not is amazing. So there was no beating ready or not, which I re- I watched with my wife the other day. She actually watched it with Did me. Did she so. enjoy it? Yeah, she enjoyed it very much. Uh, once again, ready or not is great. It's a great dark comedy. It's I love it. Love that movie. Uh, but yeah, Child's Play ended up impressing me. So now I'm trying to slow roll it in less Black Christmas. And then I've still been proven right that that movie was the shits. But that was not even a yeah. remake. That was just a movie that was using the title Black Christmas to try to build something off of it. It was horrible. Right. Right. I'm surprised that hasn't turned up on like HBO or something. At this Give, point. It time. But, Give it time. Give it time. I don't know. Do they really want to carry that? It sounds like it's completely. Oh, speaking rubbish. of which, if you have Amazon Prime right now, uh, for free, you can watch Knives Out. I don't ah. know if you knew that or not, but uh, uh, if you're a Prime ah. member and you have Amazon Prime on Amazon Prime TV, you get to watch Knives Out for free. And I suggest you, know, you do. Knives to, Out think, is amazing. I I wouldn't say it was amazing. I thought it was okay. I oh, I loved it. it. I thought I it was great. Like it, I just thought it was very. It was just all talk. There was nothing. But that that's the in point that movie. of the movie. All talk. Uh, it's different. That's why I like. Very, it. Very, very boring. I don't know. I think you're. I, I think you're know. imagining things again. I think you're. I think I, you're. Just, I think you're again. just. If you got hate in your heart, you're letting it out. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm just saying. I, I enjoyed I really it because it was like different. It. I enjoyed it because it was different. Mm-hmm. It was definitely different. Moving on, uh, Johan Rank who directed the HBO series Chernobyl. Uh, he also uh, had directed uh, some episodes of Bates Motel. Uh, he's going to be directing the pilot episode of HBO's The Last of Us. So uh, this, this, this is actually happening. We knew this, but, uh, you know, we, we got somebody that's got some good stuff behind him that's going to be doing the pilot episode. Hmm, intriguing. I mean, I, I feel like it's weird to do a movie based on a video game that's cinematic. Well, it's not a movie. It's a series. Oh, I know, but you know what I, but you know what I mean. It's weird. <laughs> it's weird to see something that is based on something that's already cinematic because the game is very cinematic. So yeah. if you watch the game, watching the game is almost like. I mean, obviously, if you're playing it, it's not. I mean, you're obviously involved. But if you're watching it, it's kind of like right. a movie to begin with. 
And yes, I get that it's right. a series, Mike, but still, it's <laughs> a series that sometimes just means more episodes to hang yourself in. Right, right. But and it is going to actually, they did, uh, they, they did um, confirm that the first season is going to cover the events that took place in the first video game. So, right. you know, maybe it's going to be overkill. Maybe, maybe it's not going to be necessary. Maybe it's going to be the best thing we've ever seen. Right, exactly. I, I, that too. Once again, though, I'm, I'm always leery about anything video game related because video game movies are historically bad as well. So I don't know if a video right. game series is any better than a video game movie. The only great video game series I can think of was the Super Mario Brothers uh, Super Show starring Captain Lou Albano. <laughs> that was the only yeah, great one I happen. can think of. It's the only great one I can think of. It was amazing. Right. Don't you dare. Don't that. you dare shit on it, Mike. Don't you dare. Yeah. Do not sully the bad. Don't do not sully the good name of Captain Lou Albano. I would never. I would never. It was better than the movie that they made out oh, of Oh hell that. yeah. So. Oh hell yeah. <laughs> but that was all, oh, that was only, that was a cartoon anyways. The Super Mario Brothers Super it's Show. True. They just had the live action parts with uh, Captain Lou in between the cartoon. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, Captain Lou. God rest his soul. Yeah, yes. Like I said, you do not, but, Mike, you, I know you hate on things. You do not slay the good name. You just turn that right around. <laughs> You're not allowed to do that. You can sell it. You can sell You can sell You can sell the good or bad name of one fuck Sean Cunningham, but you cannot do that to Lou Albano. <laughs> not Captain Lou. God rest his soul. Exactly. But yeah, it, you know, this is not part of my news, but uh, you know, we've talked about it enough. But this this coming Friday, The Last of Us Part Two will be available on all game gaming systems. Is it so bad? It's is it bad? So far, sorry. Uh, so far, uh, the Metacritic uh, scores that have come out have been uh, completely. I think it's it's sitting at one hundred percent right now. Actually, uh, there's it's getting universal acclaim. I just want to so, point out um, until until it physically comes out, I still don't believe it. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be honest. Until <laughs> Friday, away and it's gonna get until Friday, thing. until Friday, and it actually people, regular <laughs> people, actually either can download it or go and buy a physical copy. I will not believe it because I still have <laughs> I still have a feeling Thursday they're going to be like, yeah, something's messed up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I actually was going to pre-order it, and I for that very same reason, I was like, you know what? I'm going to wait until it's actually something I can download before I buy it. I, I am going to be oh, yeah. buying it on Friday. Yeah, but I'm just I'll saying. I'll be playing it all weekend. I'm but. just saying. I, 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 Unfortunately, because this thing has been pushed back almost as many times as New Mutants, I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of like, okay, I got to – when I, I'll see uh, it. Seeing is believing, and that's when I'll believe it. Right. But, you know, so well, that's the same thing yeah. about New Mutants. When they keep saying that it's coming, I do believe, at the end of July, beginning of August – I'll see. I'll see it when yeah. I believe it. I see it when it comes. Well, I'll, movie I'll believe it. We'll be back open. Yeah, so I know. I know that's going to be opening soon. That's so what they're. That's what they're going, going with. But I, once again, I will see it when I. I to, I'll believe it when I see it. I said it backwards. Right. I will believe it when I see it. Until that day, till the day New Mutants is actually in the theater and I can buy a physical ticket, and until the day that there's actually physical copies and downloadable versions of Last of Us Two. I will not believe it because I, I feel like I feel like zero hours gonna hit and something's gonna happen. Like oop, we forgot to ship them. <laughs> something, something. <laughs> we forgot to ship it. We, we the forgot to ship it. It's not done. Them. It's not ready. It's not. Oh man! <laughs> Last minute, he didn't like how one part of it looked, so he yanked it back so he could fix that one part. It'll be it'll be seven right. more months. <laughs> now you have seen the great movie Grandma's Boy, I would assume. Of correct? course, of course. Kevin Nash is in in that movie. Yeah. No, Kevin Nash wasn't in that. I thought he was. He's uh, one of the was, movers. Uh, was he? Yeah, he's in. Was one of the movers. 
Oh, I forgot. Yeah, remember about the that. moving scene where they go, they're moving him out? Yeah, he's one of the movers. But yeah, no, never mind. I he was also about that. he You're was right. also he was also in the Punisher because I think that's what you were thinking about. Yeah, or Ninja Turtles, which is instantly he was what I think shiny. of when I think of Kevin Nash as an actor. Is what but, the Punisher? Yeah, you kind of want. I, I kind of wonder if like the 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 guy that's designing this game is like JP from Grandma's Boy. If he talks like a robot, <laughs> and, you know. <laughs> it could we're be. not going to ship it. Could be. So yeah, could be. You, you never know. You know what else I'm going to believe uh, when I see it? Happy Death Day 3. You know, that's on and off again. That's like sometimes it's on, sometimes it's off, sometimes it's on, sometimes it's really off. Sometimes it's never going to happen, and sometimes it's going to happen next week. I don't know. Well, Jason Blum, Jason Blum recently said that he is working overtime. Direct quote from him. He is working overtime trying to make Happy Death Day 3 happen. Now, I don't understand this because, yes, the, the second movie did not get as much critical acclaim as the first one and it did not make as much money as the first one it still made a boatload of money it still did really well people that saw it still enjoyed the heck out of it i don't know what the holdup is you know especially when when blumhouse tends to make movies very very you know cheaply and they they make money we've talked about this on the show and how they do this they're profitable but i I don't know what the problem is i want to see this happen i thought that the problem was with christopher landon i thought that he was the the, the, who's that's who directed both movies I thought that he was not right. interested in doing another one. I thought that's where it came in originally. Oh no, I think. Or am I wrong? Am I, I reading it? I thought. I thought. I thought. I thought that that was where the holdup was, though. That he he was kind of like, oh, no, I'm going to do no, other things. Everybody's on board. I could yeah, be they wrong. all want to do another one. It's just that the studios they they don't they didn't they didn't think that the the second movie was as profitable, so they don't want to lose any money on it. Huh. It's like you still made a boatload of money, but no, no, he's on board. Jessica Roth said that she would play it forty years from now if they asked her to. So, you know, she's she's definitely up for it. Um, you know, they, they want to do it. It's the studio that was dragging its feet because it didn't make as much money. Hmm. Okay. I, I, so. I For some reason, I thought that it was one of those where the director was like, hey, I'm going to move on to other things. Uh, no, in I, fact, he said he's got a great idea for it. He knows exactly what he wants to do with another one. So, yeah, yeah, he's, he's all in on it. Okay. He's all in on it. So, you know, it might happen. Jason Blum wants to make it. So, it's. Time will tell. Time Once will again, tell. I'll believe it when I uh, see another, it. Right. Uh, unfortunately, we got some sad news. Now, lately, while well, the pandemic has been going on, we all know that there's been enough sad news in the world. So we've kind of been steering away from anybody in the horror movie community that's passed away. We haven't really talked about it. That's been intentional. Uh, but this week, I did want to kind of touch base because the Friday the 13th movies are so iconic. Uh, we love Sean Cunningham on this show, especially Rich. Um, but, uh, the, the screenwriter for uh, uh, Friday the 13th part two, his name was Ron Kurz. Uh, sadly he did pass away on May 7th at the age of 79. So I just kind of wanted to bring that out there. You know, I figured, you know, show him some respect. Um, that's, that's personally, you know, my favorite sequel in the, the man, entire series. The man so, that brought, the man that brought, uh, Jason to the big screen. He brought Jason to the big screen, brought Jason to, to real life or death. Yes. Depending on how you want to look at it. Brought him back from the, from the water. So just want to pass that along. Uh, some YouTube news, though, I'm going to move on to next. Uh, first of all, another horror icon, Doug Bradley. Good friend of yours. You know him. You yes, know him well. I, I've, you I've, I've actually had the pleasure of, I've had the pleasure of hanging out with him for a little bit. You have. You have. You guys dined together and got drunk together. And no, I don't know about together. all that. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, so that might not have happened. I, I, I may or may not have been getting drunk because it was Diesel's birthday when I was hanging out with him at one point. But, uh, yeah, I, I, it was not with <laughs> him. He did not have a beverage either. Not that I think he's against it. 
No, I don't think so either. Well, we don't know. You should ask him. I should have Next offered him. him again, I should have. Af- like, I should have offered drink. him some of my my green cup. You really should have. You really should have. He he may have said yes. He might have been parched. He he could have been very thirsty. You know, if anything, you were rude not to ask him. I mean, so he I'm did. He did. He there. did kind of agree that me, him, and Dustin Perry could go. Uh, Dustin Perry, sorry, could go on a. Uh, uh, ghost hunting, a ghost hunting excursion. Because I mean, Dustin yeah. Perry said he would take me on a ghost hunting excursion, and I, I, I think that uh, Doug Bradley wanted to piggyback on that. I'm all game for it. I think that could be a really good. Uh, uh, if we, if I got to make that happen, that would be really awesome for a live stream. <laughs> you know, b- before I get into the story, did you ever actually send that to Dustin and tell him about that conversation? Uh, no, I didn't. I might have to throw that out there too. He responds every time that I message him on, on uh, Twitter. Oh, that's he, awesome. He stayed in touch with us, you know. So cool guy. Very, very, oh, yeah, he's very nice. He's nice, very nice. nice I, like, I like him a lot. I said that. <laughs> I think I'm going to message him if I remember. And uh, I'm going to throw that out there to him because it could be onto something. He's actually, he was on Ghost Nation, uh, Dustin was uh, at the end of the season. So, um, so he's still doing that stuff. And I, I think that he would be more than happy to do that. But I digress with that. And uh, the, uh, the story is that Doug Bradley has actually started his own YouTube channel. And he, on the channel, he'll be reading short stories, poetry, and just general musings. Well, his first video is of him reading Frankenstein, the actual Frankenstein, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. How cool is that? You can watch Doug Bradley sit there and read an absolute classic. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Uh, when I when I met him, one of the things he was selling is he had a, uh, a bunch of different audio books that he had done. Uh, horror audiobooks he had done. Uh, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, like, I was listening to some of it. It was really good. He's a very good, uh, he's very good at uh, speaking, if you will. So he, he does a lot. He puts a lot into it. I, I'm excited to see it. I mean, uh, recently, uh, this is something that's been coming up, especially during COVID, because uh, uh, Sir Patrick Stewart was uh, reading every day, Shakespeare every day. I don't know if you knew you caught that. Right. I, I was I was checking that out as well. So I mean, I'm I'm loving the fact that Doug Bradley's jumping in as well. Uh, and it, you know what? Some people won't pick up a book and read, but they'll if you'll listen. Some of these are classic and iconic. Frankenstein's a great story. And if you can, if you want to sit there and listen to Doug Bradley read it, who better to read it than Pinhead? I'd love to hear that. They won't, the they won't be in the I'd exact same voice though. Oh yeah. But I think the only person in the world, and I think that everybody on the planet would agree with me with this, that I'd like to hear reading Frankenstein more than Doug Bradley. There's only Al Pacino? One, and it would be Morgan Freeman. <laughs> well, everybody wants to hear Morgan <laughs> No, Morgan. not Al Pacino. hoo Not Al Pacino at all. Then Frankenstein, <laughs> he, hit the, he hit the switch. hoo <laughs> <laughs> That's all I was saying. No, Morgan Freeman. But let's be honest. Morgan Freeman is the voice of God, even. That that should really tell you something. Is. Like like seriously, he's he really been the is. voice of God multiple times. So you're going to be, yeah. you know, that's why everybody wants to hear him read everything. There, there's something there's something to he's got a great voice he's a great narrator but I, I mean doug bradley also does a very amazing job so check it out right. i would definitely check it out i'm planning on it well there was something else that uh that i found uh this past week and uh this has kind of inspired me and we're gonna i'm gonna talk about this after i get the story out here but uh there's a youtube channel called hooked on horror and they released a trivia video called hook on hooked on horror presents quiz show uh, so the video has a plethora of horror movie icons asking trivia questions. Uh, it's about an hour and 15 minutes long. Um, it was a little rough. Uh, the editing of it wasn't great. Uh, I did actually watch it in its, in its entirety. Uh, so it's a little bit hard. They, they kind of like ask a question and it jumps to somebody else before you get the answer. So they ask about five or six que- different questions and then they come back and whoever asked the question will give the answer. So 
Um, editing wise, it was a, it was a little bit rough, but there was a lot of cool trivia on it. And uh, you know, check it out if you if you really want to you know play some horror trivia. And I think you guys might enjoy it. And it kind of inspired me because I spent last weekend and a good deal of this week coming up with my own horror trivia questions. Uh, and I, I kind of wanted to, to run this by you, you know, live on the air, Rich, you know, and see what you guys thought. If uh, once the professor is back, you know, this week he couldn't be here because uh, he had some personal things going on. But uh, I was wondering if you guys would like to play in lieu of doing a horror movie review, play some horror movie trivia. You know, I've, I've got over 100 questions at this point that I've come up with, and I want to stump you guys. I want to see what you and the professor know and see who is better at horror movie trivia. Who knows more about horror movies? I'm in. I'm game for anything. I, I'm always game for some a little bit of trivia. I'm sure the professor is in, too. I figured it would be kind too. of different. You know, we, we, we've been doing a lot of reviews lately, and I think that uh, you know, I've kind of gotten away. I haven't had any countdowns in a while. We've done a lot of those over the, the year and a half that we've done the show. And this is something I kind of wanted to do right along. And uh, you guys are going to go head to head. You guys are going to go head to head. I want to know. I'm going to put my, my money down, and I'm not going to tell you who I bet on. I'm not going to tell you guys until afterwards who I bet on. But I know who I think is going to win. And uh, I think it'll be a fun time. I think that we'll have a lot of fun playing it. And I can't wait to stump you guys. So it all inspired me from this from this uh, video on YouTube. Quiz show. Awesome. Yeah, I'm in. Uh, we'll make that happen as soon as we can have everybody back and available. All right. Sounds good to me. Uh, so i got two more things uh, for the news for this week. Um, there was uh, a bunch of, uh, bunch of uh, things that came out this past week uh, about the PlayStation 5. As you know, we finally got a look at what the system is going to look like, which is a really cool-looking system as far as I'm concerned. Uh, but they announced a bunch of video games that will be coming out for the PS5. And one of them, there's been stuff leaking. We knew that it was coming, but it is official. We actually do have the name of it. We, it was you know, said that this was going to be the name of it right along. But Resident Evil Village, Resident Evil 8, is going to be called Resident Evil Village. And uh, the trailer for it looked absolutely stunning. It looked awesome. Absolutely awesome. Did you get a chance to look at that yet? Oh, yeah, absolutely it did. It, was, it looks amazing. Uh, the graphics are it's something else. I'll tell you that much. I can't wait for that. Uh, I don't know. How much? Uh, I don't think they have they announced how much the system is going to cost at this point. Uh, we're looking at right around, uh, from what I understand, because it's still uh, up in the air. We know it's minimum of five hundred dollars. It's somewhere between yeah. five and six hundred dollars. It's going to be expensive when it comes out. Yeah, it might be a few years before I get <laughs> before I buy a PS Five. But uh, but once I do, you know, there's going to be a bunch of games coming out. This the new Spider-Man game, which I'm excited for. Well, there's there's, uh, some, there's going to be a bunch of cool there's stuff. some other news on the Spider-Man game. Technically, the Spider-Man game is the same Spider-Man game we have for PS4, only updated graphics and stuff. And then they have the bonus expansion, and the expansion is almost like another full game, I guess. And that's what they saw the Miles Morales stuff was all the expansion, but it's technically built off of that's all the, that is. The, yeah, it's basically built off of the PS4 game. But with updated graphics and everything, I don't want to say that it's a uh, um, what do you call it a, a reboot, if you will, or or an upgrade. It's it's because of the graphics that this can hold. So it's an add on to that, but it's on a whole nother platform. And the I guess the expansion itself is as large as the original game. Oh, okay. See, I thought it was its own game. No, there's an there's an announcement that game. came. No, there's an announcement that came out after that it was technically the same Spider-Man game. But it's an expansion, and the expansion is only for PS5. But that's okay. because I guess whatever okay. they're putting. So when you buy the expansion, 
which is a, like a full game, you get Spider-Man with it. Does that make sense? Oh. So in other words, you're actually buying the expansion, but you get both. See, only, I'm reading something right now. It actually says that it says Insomniac later called the project a standalone game. Yeah, there there's a lot of mixed up stuff out there because uh, I my information came from Padawan J from uh, the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour, and uh, he did some research. Right. Sent, he sent me some articles that it's it's the same game, but uh, the expansion is you know a full size game. It is. It is a full game, but it's going to be smaller in size. They're comparing it to Uncharted: The Lost Legacy. There you go. Uh, which was shorter than than uh, Uncharted Four, but I actually went back and replayed those games when I was about yeah, a month ago. Yeah. Uh, just I was so bored in captivity here that uh, that yeah, I went back and played them, and it was I, I didn't like The Lost Legacy the first time I played it. I thought it was too short. When right. I replayed it, I was like, I don't know why I didn't like this. It's a great game. Uh, so yeah, um, so yeah, they're they're kind of comparing it to that. So it's going to be its own standalone game, but it's going to be kind of a smaller version of it. So, you know, whatever. That's not the point. The point is, we're getting another Resident Evil game that looks awesome. No, oh, that that's looks amazing. Point, yeah. yeah, that's 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 the most I important can't part. Wait. Right. Even though it might be might be years before I I can afford to get one of those things. Uh, once I do, I'll be getting Resident Evil Village. I'll tell you that. So, the very last uh, bit of news that we've got for you folks this week, July first. Mark it down in your calendars. Netflix will premiere the first six brand new episodes of their new Unsolved Mysteries series. I know you guys are excited. Oh, Unsolved Mysteries is great. Are you kidding me? Unfortunately, Robert Stack is not back. <laughs> no, no. I wish that they could like, have like a hologram of him or something. That'd be but, great. Uh, By the way, there's not going to be a host. That's why they haven't announced the host. There's no right. host. Well, here's the thing. Uh, I can't wait to see it. The original has some of the most scary theme music of all time. Oh yeah! I, I, I eventually we are going to do a list of scariest TV shows. I'm going to put that together. Uh, that is, I can I can unequivocally tell you that that is on the list because that, that the theme song oh, for un, un, Unsolved Mysteries is great. It's creepy as hell. I love it. I hope they don't ruin that part of it. They have rebooted. This is the second reboot, technically, of Unsolved Mysteries because there was a reboot yeah, in the. Hosted yep, yep. There was a reboot in the late '90s, early 2000s, and some of them they yeah, did. Although uh, it was kind of. It wasn't so much a reboot; it was kind of like the same story. Right. I was going to say that's what I was going to. That's what I was getting at it, it, because there was updates on those stories. So there was there right. was some new. They did some new stuff, and then they would do like older pieces. And then after they showed you the whole older piece, they would hit you with the new uh, stuff that was attached to it. Because some, right. some some of those cases they were they were actually solved and they would show you that some cases had new information and they were still looking for more it, it was it was interesting but there was a couple new stories mixed into them as well I will right. say that but it was mostly it was cool a, when sorry I, I always found it cool you know when I was as scared of that show as I was as a kid I always thought it was really awesome when you'd hear updates oh yeah <laughs> and then they'd show that somebody got caught yeah you're like oh so, man yeah. the tips are working the tip line is working. Of course, Robert yeah, Stack. Line fired back up again, then. Yeah, and you know what though, Robert Stack, man, he was he was scary in his own, just like yeah, standing, he was. He was just standing there and just deadpan, always deadpan. And then, right, with his little and then, suit on or his overcoat. This is or a story. This is it was an overcoat. This is this is a story of a man who left his house <laughs> and he never returned, and he never like he never showed emotion. It was just like deadpan. Comes back if you he have in, if you have information on where. Robert Billy Bob is at. Give call 
the the one one eight hundred nine five nine saved right. or whatever the fuck the number. I I don't know the number. Don't call that number because <laughs> it's probably not real. But but you know what I mean. That that. It, but he never had emotion. He did you know even even like you said update. And that's how he would say it too. It wasn't he was like the same update. character on airplane. Yeah yeah. But think about it. He he wouldn't say he didn't say it like he had excited because there's an update. The case was solved. He was like oh yeah case is solved. No he didn't. <laughs> As this is exactly how it was like, update. <laughs> and then he's like, after airing this and all of your great uh, work turning in stuff, we have found the killer. Thank you once again for turning in stuff. <laughs> like there was never like, <laughs> there was never anything that was like, he just kept that creepy, scary Robert Stack voice the entire fucking time. And I loved it. I loved yeah. that show. I even loved catching it on reruns. Yeah. Dennis Marino wasn't the same. He was no, not the same. <laughs> definitely not. Because he can't, he can't, you know, he can do Robert Stack. Host. Yeah, but you can't yeah. replace Robert Stack. You can't do Robert Stack. No, not at all. Not at all. Uh, well, all right, that's all I got. I was going to say, that was a lot of news. This is a news opinion full uh, piece this week. I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you guys would like to comment on anything we talked about or suggest something we should talk about in the future, and of course, we always love when you guys throw ideas out for us to review movies, uh, go ahead and do that. You can do that on our very public Facebook page, HorrorZone607. Like and share that page. You can do it on Twitter and Instagram at HorrorZone607. Remember, when talking about the show, use that hashtag HZ607. Uh, also, you can find us at 8122productions.com. Uh, from there, you can see all of our archives. You can check out the Three Fat Nerds podcast, the wrestling show podcast that I do with uh, Ken M as well from the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour. As a matter of fact, you can go over to Friends of the Show and you can get a link over to the ODPH and check those guys out for yourself. Also, uh, check out all of uh, our local bands that uh, we play on the shows. Uh, they're really awesome. You can find their music on Bandcamp, Spotify, Google Play, anywhere you get music. Of course, those bands are the Phosphines from Melbourne, Australia, and then 607's own Shout at the Robots, Second Suitor, and Floodland slash Crimson Brethren, which you hear them on this show quite a bit. And Jimmy Gaznick has been on the show, and hopefully after all the quarantine is done, we can get Jimmy back on because he loves horror as much as we do. Uh, and then, of course, check out the sponsorship page as well. And uh, you can find Dragon Master Games there, and as well as Rex the Rods and the 607. Get your car cleaned. It's, it's good stuff, man. There's a lot of cool stuff for our local sponsors there as well. And there's more to come soon, but right now, everything's shut down. We did have news and events coming up. All of them were canceled, unfortunately. Uh, so we're moving on. Yeah, we're moving on, though. And last but certainly not least, if you would like to support the show monetarily for as little as $1 a month, and you get some amazing bonus content. You can do that at patreon.com slash 8122productions. You get all of the podcasts early. You get bonus content from uh, the Three Fat Nerds podcast, the stuff that's too hot to air on the normal airwaves. You also get uh, bonus content with in the ways of uh, bonus material on the wrestling show with me and Ken M. A lot of times we talk UFC before uh, for Patreon before we start, and then in the breaks we t- t- go cover com- a couple extra subjects, if you will. And then, of course, you get the two shows behind the paywall the two patreon only shows of course i love movies with ron which we got to get another one of those banged out fairly soon and it's always fun and of course the show that mike is on so when he's not in quarantine we had to get him back on there but it's we've been carrying it on in quarantine because love is scary with dr Derek is still going strong that show is the hottest show behind a paywall it has to be behind a paywall because we get canceled for everything just from hearing him open his mouth not a gimmick it's a real it's a real thing if you if all i have to do is say hashtag hot ramen if you don't know you know yeah so uh all of that and more patreon.com slash 8122 productions like i said one dollar a month twelve dollars a year gets you all that great bonus content and eventually uh after everything kind of falls back into normal mike is back in the studio uh we've been teasing around an idea of doing kind of uh, a horror zone after dark if you will and doing like an extra bit 
at the end or the beginning of the show where that's just chatting and shooting the shit. And if the professor's in the uh, studio, there's guaranteed to be some talk of comic books and such. <laughs> one oh, time, yeah. one time we threatened to not even call Mike and just talk about the Snyder cut <laughs> on this show. Just, <laughs> I, 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 I can only be serious. Yes. Huh. And somehow, and somehow we ended up talking about the Snyder cut on the show anyway. So that's kind of funny. Yeah. So if you go right. back, you go back a few weeks and you hear us talk about the Snyder cut, that was a conversation that continued. So we'll hopefully do that elsewhere. So fun times. <laughs> Uh, when when all this gets settled, we'll probably end up doing something like that because we have a lot of fun talking. Even me and Mike, even we're talking about wrestling before this as well. So there's times we talk about different things when we first fire up, and and it's kind of fun to add that on, so you guys get to hear a little something extra. And uh, of course, it helps right into the show. Um, you guys haven't heard the new soundboard yet, but uh, that's got to wait until I yeah, get ruined that. Mike. Sorry, you didn't ruin it. COVID ruined it. There's a whole other, there's a whole other situation. Yeah, true. Uh, so let's face it, I've ruined a lot of things. Well, you've you've ruined a lot of things, but this we cannot put on you. It's actually uh, that that <laughs> that pesky virus that won't go away. Uh, so there you go. Like uh, so, once again, patreoncom slash a one two two directions. It does help us out quite a bit. Uh, Mike, I've shilled enough. It, take these people home. All right. Well, that is the show this week. Uh, we don't have any reviews. Uh, we we had too much news. There was too much news to talk about this week. So that is the show for this week. But uh, next week, uh, we're hoping that the professor will be back in the studio. Uh, as I kind of teased before, I've got one heck of a trivia game you guys are not going to want to miss. Uh, lots and lots of questions. Love for you guys to play along at home and let us know how you did once we get it uh, once we get this fired off. But uh, a lot of questions, a lot of questions. We've got over a hundred questions for the guys, and we are going to have some fun. So, uh, so yeah, you're going to want to tune in for that. Of course, we'll be back with all of the week's biggest horror movie news. Uh, you know, this I didn't think there was going to be a lot of news uh, throughout this pandemic, but it seems like for the last three months, it's we've had just as much news, if not more, uh, as we always would. So, uh, so there's a lot of stuff coming. A lot of stuff coming. We're excited to bring you that news. And, uh, of course, we just sit here and we just talk horror. We spend an hour of our week just talking horror. How much fun is that? Who has more fun than that? So we get to live our dreams. We get to do this and have so much fun with it. So next week, it is going to be a fun show. Uh, we're hoping that the professor's back so we can actually do this. Otherwise, uh, I think we'll have to do a review. We'll come up with a movie to do a review next week. But one way or the other, we're going to have an awesome show next week. So don't miss it. Tune in then. And uh, until then, uh, for Rich and for the professor, this is Mike C. saying, see ya. Thank you.